Hey there, welcome to the I Love Being a Girl podcast. I'm your host, Sharnissa Washington, where our goal is to encourage, empower, and embrace women everywhere. I just want to say I am completely proud of every individual that is handling this quarantine, which will be lifted in a few cities in just a few days. Yes, all of us are directly affected by what's going on, not only in our country, but in our world. I want to dig it in today and I want to shed light on why it's important to have confidence in God during this time. Listen, you are loved. You are going to be okay. And we're going to get through this. Lift your head up. We're in this together. Listen, you are tuned into the I Love Being a Girl podcast. Call a friend, sit back, relax. I'm your host, Sharnissa Washington. Dr. Fauci, you have warned of needless suffering and death if we push to reopen too soon. But the president has actually been sending the opposite message. I want to ask you today, what is the most important message you have for communities and states that are reopening, even as our public health experts make it clear it's too soon? Tell us what the consequences are. Thank you very much for that question, Senator Murray. As I've said many times publicly, what we have worked out is a guideline framework of how to safely uh, open America again. And there are several checkpoints in that with a gateway first of showing, depending on the dynamics of an outbreak in a particular region, state, city, or area, that would really determine the speed and the pace with which one does re-enter or reopen. So my, my word has been, and I've been very consistent in this, that I get concerned if you have a situation where the dynamics of an outbreak in an area are such that you are not seeing that gradual over 14 day decrease that would allow you to go to phase one. And then if you pass the checkpoints of phase one, go to phase two and phase three. What I've expressed then and again is my concern that if some areas, cities, states, or what have you, jump over those various checkpoints and prematurely open up without having the capability of being able to respond effectively and efficiently my concern is that we will start to see little spikes that might turn into outbreaks. So therefore, I have been being very clear in my message to try to the best extent possible to go by the guidelines, which have been very well thought out and very well delineated. Hey there, listeners. Like most of you, I am tuned into everything that takes place on the news. I know some people say, don't watch the news, turn it off, don't get engaged. But as a citizen of the United States, as a um, resident of another country, I find it important to stay tuned and to make sure that I am updated. 
in what's going on in our country, I, I believe that everyone is affected, whether directly or indirectly. Um, I'm not an expert. I will say that um, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a politician. I'm just a member of our society. And I know that for me personally, um, my family is affected, just like your family is affected. I know that our economy is affected. Um, I know that our healthcare system is affected. So I watch the news to keep updated. I don't want to be blindsided. Um, neither do I want to be in the dark when it comes to how our country is moving forward and how our country is handling this pandemic. Um, so this podcast is really just my views, my opinions, my concern, and a really encouragement for those, which is all of us, to continue to trust God and have confidence in God during this time. Um, because spiritually looking at it, I, I really feel that the Lord had allowed us to go into quarantine to really shut in to him um, to really hear his voice, to spend time with him, um, and to really get some things in order, whether it was our personal life, uh, whether it was financially, whether it was spiritually, I believe that it was this quarantine um, is something a lot greater than us. So let's dig into it. Um, I am, or I have the opportunity to uh, reside in two countries, and I'm so honored for this um Ability. I mean, it's just it's just amazing. I I um, I am of a citizen of the United States, um, but I'm also a resident in the Middle East. I found it very interesting how drastic um, our world in the United States changed right in March. For those of you um, that have the opportunity to follow me on Instagram, you know that I've been tracking the coronavirus since January. I literally have been watching the news, reading articles and staying up to date before it even broke out in the United States. So in January, I remember China having like 200 cases. I literally remember when it first the first outbreak and and then it jumped to 2000 then it jumped to 3000 and it was within days and um the united states just took their precautions you know we stepped back and like it's not coming here we're fine and then march 18th i will never forget this day we got the orders that school was canceled stay home our our world kind of went into a panic our country kind of went into a panic stores were um sold out of tissue and wipes and food and you can feel the anxiety level just going into a store it was it was it was a little overwhelming I must say um and fast forward you know we're a month in um everyone is enjoying the time off it was like a mini vacation for some people and then our country became very restless our country became restless to the point where um, people are like I'm ready to go I'm ready to get out um, some people were not following the rules. And when I say rules, it was for our country to quarantine, which means certain jobs were closed and schools were closed and businesses were closed. And we were told to only go out for essential needs. Well, I'm going to be honest, just watching the news and listening to people. It was not closely followed. I mean, Honestly, I will see people or hear people and you, I wonder myself, is, are we really on a quarantine or like what's going on? The scary part is our numbers kept rising. I mean, United States, every day 
I will wake up and I will like tune into CNN or I'll look up the numbers on the web. And it was like a thousand deaths within 24 hours or 3000 deaths within 24 hours. It was crazy. Now I'm looking at our numbers and I'm comparing our numbers to other countries. You know, our country is big when it comes to square feet, you know, when it comes to the size, but relative to other countries, there's 300 million people here in the United States of America. But then you have other countries that are smaller with way more people. I'm talking about 700 million people, uh, a billion people in, you know, countries such as China and India. And so, um, you know, the comparison was just like, oh my gosh, we have less people, but we have more deaths. And I personally had to think, are we not taking this serious? And when I say we, um, I'm including myself. I, I'm, I'm saying it as a country, I'm not saying everybody because some people are, but just looking at what I see on TV or online and um, what, what people kind of share about how people are congregating, I'm like, are we as America, are we taking this seriously? We must not have been because now you have celebrities encouraging people to stay home. You have people um, that have great influence, whether in the political world or in entertainment, in media that are encouraging, even insisting people stay home. OK, no difference, really. Fast forward now and now we have a country that's protesting that people want to get out. People want to go to work. And now I'm like, oh, man. Are we putting our money, are we putting our economy before our health? Now, this is a relative sentence that I'm saying. This is my view because I know that some people really desperately need to get to work. They need that income, especially if you own a business and that's your primary income. I get it. Um, if you have children and you need to go out, I I, I, I understand from that perspective. Um, but just overall, I was thinking as our country moves forward and our cases are up, are we putting the need to congregate, to socialize, to make money before our need to keep our country safe. This is just something that I thought about. So it brings me now to our present day where governors have literally and senators have literally been forced to um, to open back to open countries back up. You have people protesting. You have people saying they need to go to work. And there's so many factors that are affecting their decision to open up the country and we are there we are in our present week where united states is saying okay our numbers are up some numbers are dropping in certain places some numbers some and when i say numbers i mean some positive cases and even deaths are 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 rising um but yeah we're going to open our country back up it's shocking it's scary it's like whoa what happened uh so here we are this is this is where the United States of America is. And the people that are most vulnerable right now are our elderly. Um, we don't know the effect of children as I watch the news. And and it's, it's, it's something that is a little alarming because I am looking at how nothing has from from what I see with numbers. Nothing has directly changed um, when it comes to a vaccine. Um, but our scientists are saying that the number of outbreaks are kind of less. They're decreasing depending on where you live. But at the same time, look at our number of deaths. Look at our numbers. And it is sad. It is sad. 
Um, I know we're partially opening up, but that doesn't look like what our government has suggested. Um, I was watching CNN News the other day and they showed a clip of Colorado and how they opened up a restaurant and how they didn't follow the social distancing rule. It was so crowded in this particular restaurant. And I know the people need that. I know you go to a restaurant for the ambiance. You go for the music. You go for the food. You go just to be around friends and family. I get it. Some people thrive for that socialization. I understand. I'm one of them at times. Um, But the police had to break it up and the people came back to the restaurant. They opened up. They gave a warning to the owner, came back, crowded again. People are just laughing like it is a normal day. Like we are not in the middle of a pandemic. I'm like, okay, United States, are you serious? Oh, my gosh, what is going on? Um, And so then they had to take the measures to say, listen, if we have to come back again, we're going to fine you. And I thought about it. The weight of a fine is greater than the weight of someone's health. The weight of a fine is greater than possibly carrying this virus to a family member. And I know all of us are here. I don't know. I maybe had the coronavirus. I don't know. Um, I hope that my health is well. Um, I, I, I pray that my immune system is up. I don't know. But just the thought of me carrying it to someone else or me giving it to someone that do not have a really great immune system is just scary. I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm thinking all of these people that are congregating, not only in Colorado, this is not the only place, but so many other cities, so many other states where going on with life as normal. I know people were like, you're not going to return to normal, but some people are already there. Some people have, have, have just slipped right back into the normal that they knew a month ago or two months ago. Like people are not literally dying from a deadly virus, not just a virus, but a deadly virus. I couldn't help but to think about so many other countries that are taking precautions that are distinctly different from those of the United States. So the first country I want to bring up is Korea. Um, I believe it's South Korea. Um, I really like history. I really like research. I really like documentaries and reading and um, viewing um, newscasts, you know, informational texts. I love it from the TV. Uh, I love it from the television again. And so I'm, I'm, I'm glued to the television when um, a particular news broadcast compares the United States of America to South Korea. Now, what's interesting is uh, America and South Korea have the same number of outbreaks in January. February comes, the numbers are very similar. We jump to April and Korea has a lot of people. Y'all know it's a small country, very small, but the number of people are quite plentiful. Um, And their cases are nothing compared to the United States. Their quarantine looks nothing like the United States. Um, the country of Kuwait, where where I, I had the opportunity to live, uh, I got I got um, the chance to just compare Kuwait to United States of America, where Kuwait is almost the size of New Jersey, four million people. I'm telling y'all, just a small country with so many people, with so much activities, so many activities, so many activities, and here we are, Kuwait has did a lockdown since March 1st and this week they did an even stricter okay 
a lockdown where you only allowed to leave two hours a day. And when you leave two hours a day, you can walk. And if you go to the grocery store, only one person in your family can go to the grocery store. You only have two hours from 4.30 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. And there's no driving. They are taking a 20-day lock. They are doing a 20-day lockdown because they said their cases increase. Do y'all know what cases increase means? Do, do you want to hear? You know, you know what that means to them? 43 deaths, 700 positive cases. And they're like, that's too many. That is too many. 20 days, lockdown. I, I'm not the person to say that shame on America. I'm a U.S. citizen. I, I hold um, a, a blue passport that I always say when I travel. It's just a powerful passport. Um, but I want to say, America, what are we doing? Why are we doing it like this? And I can't help but to think it is something much bigger than us that we have yet to see. But I can't help but to think that we can have some really dark days ahead because of the decisions that we're making. Not only decisions that are affecting our economy, but decisions that are affecting us as humans. What we are putting before health, what we are putting before our safety. And I had a moment and I just had to um, relax and, and, and pray and really map, wrap my mind around why it's important to have confidence in God during this time. So I, um, I, I went to the scripture being confident of this one thing. That he that began a work in you will, he will, he will perform it to the day of redemption. That, that is encouraging. I went to the scripture and I thought about being reminded of this one thing that God is the author and the finisher of our faith. And that is what calmed me down. Okay. Um, I wasn't anxious. I, I wasn't sad, satin, but I had a thought of, of a little worry about what is, um, going to happen, not only to our government, not only to our economy. I'm not an expert. And I love how Dr. Fauci had, um, had, had explained that on an interview during CNN, which you heard a little clip of before I chimed in. Um, but he said something that was so powerful. He said, I, I never talk about the economy. I don't, I don't talk about the education system. I talk about the health because that is my expertise. That is what I know. And I'm kind of paraphrasing what he said. And so I kind of take that approach. I am not an expert. I, I know nothing about the economy. I know nothing about health. I just know that I'm a citizen. And when I look at everything, I had to, I had to look at this scripture and say, God, you are the author and the finisher of our faith. You are the author and the finisher of this situation. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, what is America, our economy? Our children, our elders, us as a country, what are we going to look like in weeks and months to come? And not only that, where have we placed our priority as a country? Where have we placed our values? The thing that we, what do we really consider precious and valuable? Things? Idols, the liberty, everyone has a different opinion. I respect that. I do. 
But I had to think about where will we be in a couple months because of decision that we made. And so this podcast is saying, here we are putting our entire trust in God. I remember um, years ago sitting in a car in my car and I remember praying to God and I remember God saying, Sharnissa, trust me. You know, you have to trust me or you will worry if you don't trust me. You have to trust me. I, I can eliminate the worry. I can I can eliminate um, certain emotions if you trust me. And every Christian that stands on the brink of worry during this time, during this quarantine, which it will be lifted in a couple states, you know, we ultimately have to put our trust in God because when we come in contact with people, we don't know what they're carrying. You know, we don't know how our, our our country and our system will be changed within two months. We don't know the we don't know what the outcome will be. We don't know what will happen in September. Will there be greater cases? Would it affect our politics more? Would it affect our country? We don't know. God holds the future. But I just want to encourage you in this area to remember that he is the author and he is the finisher of our faith. And right now, all of us, wherever we live in this world, we truly have to put our faith in God. We truly have to put our faith in in health and in the health care, finances and the economy. Um, our faith in, in 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 decisions that are made by leaders that have more power than us. My God, even with them having power, we still have to put our trust and our faith in God. Every day, um, I'm praying like, Lord, protect us. You know, protect us. Show us what it is that we need to see during this time. Help me, God, not to be ignorant concerning Satan's devices. Lord, um, show me what it is that I should be doing during this time. And if my assignment is to pray and encourage, I'm okay with that. If my assignment is to share stories and live, I'm okay with that. If my assignment is to stay in a quiet place and intercede, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Because if that is what God is saying to do to keep my trust in him so so that I don't worry, that is what I want to find myself doing. And and that is what I encourage all of us to do. If you're already doing that, praise God. Yes. Yes. If you're the one that watched the news and pray. Yes. Yes. You know, watching the news is definitely giving you something to pray about. And watching the news is also helping us prompt us to say, Lord, please give our, our leaders wisdom. <laughs> please give our leaders wisdom. Please, Lord, please give our, our, our citizens uh, uh, patience. Uh, please give them hope. Please meet their needs financially, mentally, emotionally. <sighs> please, Lord. Continue to have confidence in God in this time. I just believe that God is going to get the glory after this. And I just know that if we ever need a savior, if we ever need a shepherd, if we ever need a Lord, we really need one now. (laughs) We really need one now. 
And if you ever had to detach from materialistic things, if you ever had to step back and get a view of what you value the most and what is precious to you, now is the time for you to really see it. (laughs) The things that you thought were important, now you're like, oh, I see what's important. This is that time. And this is also the time I feel in my heart and my spirit to take everything to God in prayer and see what shift is going on in your life, in your home, in your family, in your ministry during this time. What is it, God? What is it that you want to show me? And have the confidence to move forward (laughs) in whatever shift is going on in your life. All right? during this quarantine, during this coronavirus pandemic. I am praying for you. Um, continue to pray for me. I I am not at all shy to being transparent. I've, I've come to know that um, we've all faced so many things and sometimes we keep it private and I get it. You know, I, I don't tell everything. But I do want to tell things that will encourage and help people to move forward in God and to move forward in his promises. And like today, to move forward in putting our trust in him. I love you. Be encouraged. And let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. God, I thank you, God, for this day. It is by your grace and your mercy that we are here right now. Father, you hold the whole world in your hands. So right now, God, I pray for every family. I pray, God, for our country. I pray for our leaders. I pray for our the most vulnerable during this time of pandemic. I pray for the scientists. God, every politician, every parent, every child. Lord, touch God like only you can. Lord, we need a drastic change in our lives, in our country. And God, I come to you on behalf of our country. Those who are listening, we, we, we intercede together for our country and for our world. Father, we thank you right now for vaccines. We thank you for cures. We thank you for touching bodies. We thank you for making ways, God. We thank you, Lord God, for, for just touching uh, of every country, every state, every part of our world. Father, we pray for healing even now. God, for people uh, physically and mentally and even emotionally. Father, there are things going on in private homes that we don't know of. So we ask you to intervene even now, oh God. We ask you that during this time that people will be brought to you to know you and to trust you and to love you, God, in the name of Jesus. Father, I even lift up right now every church that is directly affected by this quarantine and by this uh, coronavirus. Lord, I pray that you touch the pastors. I pray, God, that you touch every lay member uh, that continue to serve God. If they're serving online or if they're serving over the phone, Lord, just touch them, encourage them. And even during this time, God, may we have a different a different view of, of, of ministry. May we have a different perspective of, of going forth with ministry. Father, we pray, I pray even now, God, that we, that we hold on to the message, the message of the gospel, but that we would continue to move forward with a different method to touch people, not only in our churches, God, but in our cities and our states and in our world. I pray for every listener and the family of every listener, God, that we will continue to put our trust in you 
in the name of Jesus. For you say that we walk by faith. We walk, we walk not by sight. God, we cannot see what you're doing, but by faith, we believe that all is well because our trust is in you. I thank you now. I pray for a special, special blessing. God, for those that are struggling privately, touch them in a special way. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And Lord, I thank you. Amen. Thank you for listening to the I Love Being a Girl podcast. I am your host, Ernesta Washington. Share, like, send to a friend. I'm always honored that you have tuned in with me. And I'll see you next week. Have a great day. Love you all. Thank you for joining the I Love Being a Girl podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and tell a friend.